watch something and you're like, oh. invented feminism. Invented <laughs> oh. feminism in this universe. <laughs> That's what I think when I look at Rebecca Michelson. I see her and I'm like, invented feminism. It's like... What's the best best way to describe this? It's like so bad that it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so like obviously like girl powery, but you're also at the same time you're like, God, I do love girl power. <laughs> like, right, right. I do love it when women get to be evil and manipulative and like have their own plans. <laughs> right. You're like you're like, you guys are really bad at this, but like thanks anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit like thank you for trying, I think. But also, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? It's like no shade to actually, yeah, shade to the writers. Like, do you guys know what actual feminism is? Hey, hi, hello, everyone, and welcome to Afterbite. It's an originals fan cast, only eight years too late. Hey, hi, we're here. We're back at the originals, baby. We are talking about season one, episode 10, The Casket Girls. Yes. Unironically, I think a very fun episode for a lot of very ironic reasons. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like classic Vampire Diaries, good in a bad way episode. Yeah, and it's very much like, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you know those Hallmark Christmas movies? Where yeah, 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 the woman is like a girl boss and that's her only personality trait. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of this episode, actually. I think this episode, every woman in this episode is a girl boss and that's their only personality trait. Yeah, I I like totally agree. The woman I <laughs> there's a line at the end of this episode. <laughs> Rebecca's like, and if that like woman meets with one of her oppressors or something like he that, better watch out. Wow, God said line. Like you guys did such a great job. Thanks for that one. I need to like, I need to like hang that up. So funny. This episode is just so funny. It's like, it's like, good job, you guys. You tried. You tried so hard. It's like I think the problem with it is that it's it's too on the nose. It's like not subtle at all. It's very much here we are. This is what this is. And that's the that's the main reason why it's so funny. It's so funny too because like it doesn't even <laughs> I feel like somebody pitched this episode and they're like this is a Rebecca episode. Yeah. And Rebecca wins this episode. It's like right. a very normal way of looking at it. Like, Rebecca wins this one. I <laughs> love that instead of like looking at her personality uh -huh. or like going into her relationships with her brothers in depth, no, no, no. They're like, this is a Rebecca episode. So this one, this one's feminist. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, what's that? Um, is it Scooby Doo or like I'm trying to think of the like you know those shows with the title formats? Yeah. Where it's like what's that one? Is it like the gang tries blank? Is that Scooby Doo? Oh, that's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is the gang oh. does X. Yeah. 
This is like the gang tries feminism. <laughs> Happy to announce this is all of our first foray into feminism, actually. I've never been feminist before. This episode of TV, though, this one, this, this is what got me on the train. You, you guys, if you watch this episode and you didn't, after it, you were like, oh my gosh, women are so right. Like, feminist rights, you know? Like, you guys, there's something wrong with you. Like, after this episode, you should be like, out there marching in the streets for women all right <laughs> this episode it's it's this so good episode. so excited to speak about it. especially the name itself the casket girls the name itself is a really good name for this episode. I yeah. gotta give it that. Yeah. I gotta give it points where points are due. The casket girls is an exquisite name for this episode. Right. I just <laughs> Oh my god. I think it's so I think this episode is so fun actually. I agree. So let's start i guess well hold up let me read the netflix description first and then do do your recap blurb we did an intro right i yes i did yes okay we did (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes into recording we did do an intro right yes we did i i I could not remember for the life of me okay i was too busy laughing um my my little recap for if you if you don't remember what happened in the last episode of the originals don't worry i got you um, in the last episode, all you need to remember is that it was revealed to Davina that it was it Agnes, I think that's her name. Yes. Agnes was Crazy dead Agnes. And, and Agnes was the one who was mainly like searching after her to kill her. So it was revealed to Davina that Agnes was actually dead and that Marcel didn't tell her this. So this got Davina really upset because she was like, oh, so Marcel's just using me as a pawn. And she decided that she wanted to run away. She ran away into the arms of Cammy and learned that Cammy had been like compelled a whole bunch. So then she uh, starts to decompel um, Cammy. And then the last important thing that you need to know is that Marcel and Rebecca are like in a tiff. They broke up because Marcel has decided once again to team up with Klaus. Yeah. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> That should be that should be exactly how we end all of the recaps from now on. Okay. I will never tire of that joke because I think it is the funniest thing that came out of Glee. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, I think it's the funniest shit that came out of Glee. Um, so the Netflix description for this episode is Elijah and Marcel form an unlikely alliance as Klaus takes steps to get Davina back. And Haley is forced to make a difficult decision. <laughs> this is mostly a Rebecca girl power episode, but they right. don't mention her at all. <laughs> they don't How mention rude. her. How at rude, all. Netflix. How, How rude. fucking rude. How how dare you disrespect the inventor of feminism? How dare you? Literally, the original feminist, this is what you do to her? Ugh, please. No, 
god. We're so stupid. I love it. This is a very girl boss episode of Afterbite, actually. Right. I think it's very I think this is it, the most girl boss episode since the girl bossification of Elena Gilbert. Honestly, so true. So glad Brian isn't here for this. He would just step on our girl boss vibes. Exactly. I'm so glad we subjugated him by making him not be on this episode because he's got sick. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> Mother Nature said yes. Do your thing, queens. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> this episode. This is gonna be a good podcast episode. I can already feel it. <laughs> This is going to go in the history books, okay, you guys? This is going to be an instant classic. I'm doing my best work right now, okay? As a girl boss should, honestly. <laughs> should we call this the girl boss? Oh, wait. Did we already use the electric boogaloo joke in our, in our, <laughs> in our titles? Girl Boss 2 Electric Boogaloo. I don't know as though we have, but wouldn't Rebecca be the original Girl Boss? Because this episode oh. opens up on a then flashback it should be, then to it like should be 1800 like, France, you know? Then it should be like like something like a prequel. What, or we just call it the original Girl Boss. Oh, yeah. Or we call it a very Girl Boss Christmas, which I think would actually wait. be it's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Also, it's not Christmas. <laughs> but it's, it technically is. Well, by the time this episode comes out, it will be December, because I think we're going to take a break for the week of Thanksgiving. So I think by the time this episode comes out, it will be December. Yeah, let's call this episode a very girl boss Christmas, okay? Okay, then can you write that down in the the doc so I remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Title? I love when we decide things about the episode 10 minutes into recording. I think that's very funny of us, actually. That's that's the best. That's how you know it's going to be a good episode, you guys. That's how you know it's going to be a banger. Absolute classic immediately. Yeah. Because that's when we come up with our best titles, too. Is when we're wrapped in delirium? Yeah. Let's let's be honest. Let's be truthful, you guys. Let's be be so truthful. Let's be... So... This episode opens up with a flashback to, like, 1800s uh, New Orleans, um, where Rebecca is rescuing a bunch of casket girls. Now, casket girls were um, French women brought to the French colonies of Louisiana to be married off to noblemen. Uh However, um, they were not always, like... um, They weren't married off to noblemen. Yeah, uh, I think it. I think the name Cask Girl. <clears throat> sorry, I think the name Casket Girls is like such a. I don't know if it is it actually based off of something that. It's yes, it's, it's actually based off of a French thing, and like they okay. they showed up with as many um, belongings as could fit in like a wooden chasket. Oh. I think they're originally called like Chasket Girls, but like Casket was just like easier for American mouths to say, so it's kind of evolved over time oh. um, because fuck french yeah right um, Correct. so they showed up and they were like supposed to be married off to like noblemen that didn't always happen this story like rebecca saved some of them from being we can assume sexually assaulted by a bunch of rowdy men uh-huh. um, so you know like that's sort of like how it was there mm-hmm. um 
were there there was also like legend of them around the time by the way I, I did a little research on this before i started is that there were legends in which casket girls like did turn into vampires oh um like they were they would like kill their potentially like abusive like suitors and stuff like that like they would uh-huh. become the monster uh, i think which i think i think is very sexy the reason why I thought it was, like, such an interesting name, I mean, I guess that's, like, just the name of what they're called, but, like, especially, like, if it was a part of, like, this whole vampire lore is because, you know, Casket, you know, yeah. has such a yes. huge um, importance in, like, vampire lore or, like, history or whatever. So, like, yeah, I thought that was, like, such an interesting name. I thought, I mean, prior to knowing that it was, like, an actual real thing, phenomenon that happened, but, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a nice little, like, local legend, and they kind of, you can, like, they cut immediately from this, like, flashback into, um, like, modern-day New Orleans partying, and she's, like, she does, like, a voice, she does a lot of voiceover this episode, Rebecca does, Yeah, and she's, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, the Casket Girls legend lives on now in typical New Orleans fashion or whatever, where, like, they're all, like, um partying partying and getting drunk in the streets as new orleans does right as i feel like if you give anywhere an opportunity to like hey guys you want to take a day off and get drunk in the streets pretty much any city in the world (laughs) is gonna be like yeah actually i would love that would love to just chill and get a beer actually (laughs) instead of going to work but to give you guys an idea of how like how on the head this feminism episode gets. Um, Rebecca says that the Casket Girl celebration is a yearly reminder of how women can be oppressed by selfish men and how they can triumph when brave enough to fight for themselves. She delivers all of this completely 100% seriously. Yeah. (laughs) I can't decide if that's the best or worst part of this episode as she sounds 100% serious the whole time. It's like... It's so weird because, like, how do I explain this? Like, the Catholic girls are, like, a real part of history, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's just it's just so weird not to just, like, use their story or whatever to, like, get this weird point across. Like, it feels like they're trying to equi- equi- make equivalence between two things that are not equivalent. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels very false equivalence. That's 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 how I felt this entire episode where it's like, okay, you guys, maybe we're doing a little too much feminism right now. Maybe maybe a little too much because these are not equivalent things. Yes, they're both like bad in some way. It feels like they're trying to make the betrayal that's happening to Rebecca bigger than that actually is. Like in the grand scheme of things in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you yeah. guys, it's not that serious. Like, this is a no, fictional TV serious. show about vampires. Like, like this is a television show. Especially because I could think of so many better times they could have taken this angle. Like, all the times Rebecca has been slut-shamed on this Literally. Show. Like, come they on, will guys. slut-shame her so often, but then not, like... Address that in any way. Yeah. Or like what? even even like even like Haley, like who was not even that big of a part of this episode, mind you, she's being like 
forced to live in this house with this man just because she's has his baby and like there's just like such a horrible dynamic of power between those two and they're just like yeah but let's focus on rebecca's like little betrayal for this like this feminist episode but the girl power of it all (laughs) like what i want the girl power of it all to do is to get rebecca out of that house am i right Girl power, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Like, this episode, I think, was so funny. It's, I think that's what made it so funny. It's like it was being so hyperbolic when there was no need to be that hyperbolic. You know what I mean? They, like, there was no reason to be this serious about it. Right, right. <laughs> like, but it decided- was already... Guys, it was already 2014 when this episode aired. Women could vote. Y'all didn't need to be this in our face about it, you know? <laughs> like, can we can you can we chill like a little bit? Not to be like okay, no, okay, okay. Not to be like feminism doesn't have a place in the world. It does. It's important, y'all. This episode though is not like feminism. This is like girl bossism, which is something completely different, you know? Right, 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 right. You're like, so right about do, that. Like, do you remember oh the fucking like you know oh my god, you They've started doing this with like Disney movies where they like remake them. Like the Cinderella Disney movie that came out with like fucking Camilla Cabello or whatever. That was yeah. awful. Yeah. It was very much, they were like, oh, yeah, oh my yeah, god, yeah, it's yeah. a feminist story. She has control over her story. She's a feminist. You she's guys are just talking about capitalism. She's not a feminist. She's a girl boss. That's very different, actually. And this episode of TV is very much like, this is a girl boss episode. It's not even like a, this is about organic good feminism. This is about girl bossing. And those are two very different things. Yeah. Girl, if for those confused, girl bossing is feminism plus capitalism to the max. Okay, it's also girl bossing is also when you don't really care about other women as a whole. It's when right. you care about right. being right a- against a man. When you care right. about like when you the girl boss win. That's what girl bossing right. matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like do whatever you can, especially fuck these men to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, this episode definitely felt like felt more girl boss e. It's definitely like this is not like a feminism episode. This is a girl boss episode. Girl boss. I I think, you know, there's so many there's so many di- dimensions of girl bossing, you know. But really and yeah. and TVD and the originals. It really is just like, let me plot against these men for an episode. <laughs> That's the like extent of girl bossing. You know? Literally. Let me let me be a mastermind. Let me let me show you all of my the tricks of my sleeve and try to win against these men. Cause it was like that was also very Did you do it? Did you win the feminism? Did you win? <laughs> Did you win feminism, queen? <laughs> Did you win? <laughs> Did you win feminism, girl? It's like 
That's what also, now that I'm thinking about it, like the, the Elena episode that we were just talking about, the girl bossification of Elena Gilbert, it really was yes. just her plotting against men. It really was just like a girl boss episode. Yeah. So Not to say that you can't be both a girl boss and a feminist, but like, you have to be feminist first, girl boss second. These ladies are girl boss first, feminist second, and that doesn't right. work. Right, know? right, yeah. Anyway... Um, Davina's gone missing and she is in Cammy's apartment with Josh, decompelling Cammy. And it's not a fun time for Cammy. Cammy is yeah. having pretty thoroughly a bad time, actually. It's very, very She's had very a rough painful. few episodes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's the one who really deserves to grow a boss, you know? And she does. She has a good moment at the end. She's the one who has that line of like, their oppressors better watch out while she's on screen. So like, she does girl boss. She girl bosses so good this episode. Wait, I have a good joke, but this doesn't apply to this episode. I know none of them girl boss too close to the sun. Yeah, why are we thinking on the same level? <laughs> We've been doing this for too goddamn long. We've been doing this for nearly two fucking years. I know your own brain better than you do, motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> That was actually insane. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I know, because I thought about it too, and I was like, mm, not quite. So... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so no. sorry to come into your own brain and don't just even, kick shit over Don't like even that. apologize. That was the best thing I've ever seen ever. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my brain just got red, you guys. Wow. <laughs> wow. You know that one meme where it's like <laughs> clown to clown communication? <laughs> That's <laughs> Davina is off with Cammy this episode, which means that she's run away from Marcel and the other boys. Um,. Klaus takes this about as well as he takes anything, mm -hmm. which is to say he's going to murder her. Yeah. Like, outright. Yeah. He's like... Mm, I mean, I know he's the villain, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's not surprising, considering that this this is, like, what, the third, fourth time... Been like, hey, you're a threat to me. Let me try to kill you. You know, so yeah, he really does love trying to murder this teenage girl. Yeah, um, so not surprising, but not shocked. Not shocked. Um, and that's why I guess I'm like at near the end when Marcel was like, oh no, not near the end. That's why last episode when. Klaus was like, how dare you think I would do something that evil and devious? Like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, come on. You're kind of, you're a little predictable. Yeah, like, we've been over this a time or two before, bud. Come on. Come on. Across town, our favorite bitch who loves to cause problems on purpose, <laughs> Sophie Devereaux, is... 
living her best life. We haven't seen her in a minute. Yeah, we haven't seen her in like a hot minute. Uh, And so Sabine comes to visit her and she makes like some joke about like Sophie nailing everything that can walk, which I think is a very fun slut shame during the feminism episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so fun when girl bosses tear down other girl bosses. God, this episode. I love a contradiction. Oh, <laughs> uh, when we're like, us oh, girls have got to stick together. Unless you're but, a whore, then you can't stay with us. But let us remind let let's remind ourselves, okay? The enemy are men, not other women who put us down. Men. But also no. if you're a slut, get out of my sight. And like, you know that <laughs> you know that one meme when he's like when it's like, what is it? I support women, but some of you bitches are dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's this interaction. That's this episode. I support women, but some of you bitches are sluts. <laughs> TLDR, slut shaming's okay when it's from another woman. But like... <laughs> this feels very like early 2000s. Like, I'm not like other girls feminism. Right, right. Correct. Or, like, even... Wh- why say 2000? 2010 had it, too. Yeah, that's fair. We're, we're still... That's st- what I remember it. This also feels like... You know what has really similar vibes to this? What? It's not, like, a one-to-one comparison. But do you remember those old commercials? Where it was, like... um, Fucking... <laughs> where it was, like, the don't say gay when you mean stupid or like oh the hillary duff one yes i couldn't remember who it was yeah like she would walk out she, she would be like in like a store or whatever and these two guys would be talking one would be like dude that sure looks kind of gay and she's like oh my god why does it look gay do you mean <laughs> gay or do you mean it looks bad like because those <laughs> don't mean the same thing this episode has similar vibes to that very specific 2010s commercial yeah 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 even though let's be honest that some of y'all gay bitches do be looking bad i'm not gonna (laughs) lie some of y'all do just look dumb (laughs) Uh, i was gonna say let's be honest let's not act that let's not act like that didn't have a role in me becoming a very strong lgbt supporter you know a supporter as a lesbian (laughs) supporter You know, um, paved the way for a lot of us. Let's be honest. Kami's on Ravain now. Congrats, girl. Woo! She's finally caught up. It only took her half a season, but she's finally caught up to everybody else in the show. You did it! I, I like how she and Kieran are now going to be sort of like the humans who are in play. Because uh-huh. it was feeling very lopsided with, when it was just like Kieran who knew things and Kami didn't know anything. Yeah. Now... It's sort of, like, implied through this episode, like, she's going to be a bigger part of, like, leading the human faction with Kieran. And I do like that a lot, actually. Yeah, the, uh, I'm interested to see how their dyna- dynamic works now. Especially yeah, especially because, like, knows. she knows that he lied to her. Right. Like, that's so, like, he knows the witch that hexed her brother. He knew all of that. He knew that she was right, that she wasn't losing her mind. 
and like that's her uncle that's like it's impl- they're very close it looks like right yeah, yeah i Except agree they're not because he fucking lied to her wow oh what a what a delicious what a huge betrayal Haley gets a call from who else but Sophie Devereaux. Oh, interesting. These two are my chaotic bisexual squad. I I was going to say I agree because they both have um, bisexual, not even vibes. They both have had bisexual encounters, right? Not Haley, not. Well, yes, actually, Haley did say that a woman was hot, which I know isn't the bar for bisexuality, but I feel like in the Vampire Diaries universe, it's very low. So like, yeah. So it's like Haley and Sophie and Rebecca as well. Yeah. Have all had the first one who kissed a girl. Wow. All all the bisexuals are teaming up. Maybe. It's a bisexual girl boss episode. Not really. They're not really teaming (laughs) up, but you know, whatever. But you, you get it. You get it. Um, but yeah, they all like have strong, I mean, I mean, Haley's the only person I can say who has strong bi vibes. The other two have done bi things. Come on. Come on. Kissing another woman. Come on. Kind of gay as fuck. Kind of gay if you kiss another woman. Kind of gay if you think about it. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Basically. Sophie's bloodline is the one who put the curse on Haley's pack. So, if their magic dies as a result of not completing the harvest, then that curse can never be lifted. Which I think is really, really interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that, like, magic can just die in this way, and that if it does, then the curse can't be lifted because the loophole no longer exists because that magic isn't there anymore you know i think the expected in my head the expected thing that would happen would be like oh the magic dies therefore like the curse is lifted but that's not how this works that's not how this works nope. it's set into it's not a fairy tale set into stone you know so basically what sophie needs Haley to do is to find where she needs to consecrate the remains of a powerful witch from their bloodline, from their coven, who had never been consecrated before. It's sort of implied that the reason that Sophie needs to do this, and it's it's not like implied in this episode, but I think they talk about it later, is because Sophie needs to become an elder, an elder, capital E, elder of the coven, to complete this spell. Mm-hmm. And the way that you can do that is by consecrating the remains of a powerful former elder, basically. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind of kind of what I've gotten here. I don't know if they ever explain it that much, but they do. Basically, Sophie becomes the only elder of the French Quarter Coven who can complete this spell, pretty much. Mm, okay. Uh, so there's that going on. Um, Haley, to, to help her, Haley would need to go through Elijah's old journals to find where he buried his former lover and former witch, Celeste Dubois. Which we thought we had heard the last of. She was not just a retro sex dream. No, no, no. They hired that actress for at least two episodes. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, she... Haley... That's what Haley's doing this episode, is she's selling out Elijah. 
or Elijah's former lover. Great job, babe. Oh, no. Klaus finds Davina's crush, Tim, at the, like, street fair, and he calls Josh, and he's like, listen, I will kill Tim if Davina doesn't return to the compound. So there's that. Poor Tim. We never see this boy having a normal day. He's just always up in business. He doesn't need, it's like not even his choice. You know what I mean? He literally just plays violin and looks pretty and that's it. And now he's like all up in her business. Right. I think that's what kind of makes it so sick too, is that Klaus is willing to take someone who's like barely involved in all of this. Like just a love interest of somebody. And you're just like, well, don't care. I will be using you today. You know? It's just very... I feel so bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's like he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know? Yeah, he's literally just out here vibing. Like, poor, poor, poor Tim. Poor Tim. Tim really, like... Poor guy was here for two episodes, got threatened in both of them, and then dies in this one. Like, wow, damn. Damn. Rough day. Rough weekend for Tim. Rough weekend (laughs) for Timmy boy, man. Rough weekend for the Timster. Kami and Davina seek shelter in the church. As Josh calls to relay Klaus's message, Davina knows that she has to go save Tim. But when they go to leave, a group of witches led by Sabine approaches them. Uh, Davina, though, is not to be fucked with. She kills all of them pretty much immediately. She snaps four people's necks like it is no goddamn problem. Yeah. (sighs) Love her. Like, girl, do you ever remember that she was fucking like 15 or 16 when they recorded this show? Can I just say, oh my God. Like, obviously, I I know of Danielle's work previously because I watched Runaways and then I also watched her before she was was on the show. God, she was so fun in Runaways. Yeah, yeah, she was so fun in Runaways. Not to be a lesbian, but oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In Runaways. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. Not to be a lesbian, but oh my god. And then she also, like, showed up in... I mean, she was also in a Disney Channel movie that I really enjoyed as a kid. um, Starstruck. So, obviously, I knew of, like, some of her acting stuff beforehand. And, like, honestly, I'm not that surprised because... From what I remember, I was like, re- I just really enjoyed like her performances overall over what I've watched of hers. I even watched like a couple episodes of that other show she was in, I think for the CW it was with um, Paul, I believe. One? It was like the fairy tale one. Oh, tell me it. a story. Yeah, I didn't finish it because I didn't really like it, but she still did it like a really good performance. I don't think it was very good. <laughs> she, she still did a good performance for what she was given. Um. But, so, like, but, like, seeing her in this show, I think, has, like, really solidified my, like, belief that she's just, like, a really, really, really good actress. She is a, especially because she was, like, 16 when they were recording this. She was the same age as Davina, like. Yeah, like, like. And acting her, against all of these people, right. like acting against Joseph Morgan, yeah, and like like doing a better job than Ian. 
Well, yeah, doing a better job than Ian. <laughs> yes, of course. That's kind of a given, but like. I just think it's so funny because she's like 16 and he's like a full grown adult and she's like acting circles around him. But whatever. She literally is. They cannot be on the same show because she would put him to goddamn shame. Right. Like, I think she like. It's so hard, especially I feel like with melodramas to make your words feel believable. Especially with sometimes with the shit they'll give you, like the script they'll give you, like, what the fuck is this shit? But like every single word that comes out of her mouth, I believe her. Like, I'm like, this girl is upset. I believe you. I'm on your side. I would never be against you. You know what I mean? So like, I think this, like her, her performance in this show has really solidified my belief that she's just a really amazing actress and i i don't know what she's doing right now but i hope she's like gets good work you know what i mean because like she's like really good at what she does wow and she is acting her ass off this episode oh my god so she like snaps these four witches necks like it's no fucking business she goes to kill klaus she has this one really soft moment with josh uh, oh, wait, wait. Let's talk about their friendship real quick. Let's talk about these besties. The besties. Oh my god, the besties. I these two love. Here's the thing. Uh huh. Here's the thing. Prior mm-hmm. to this episode, I was like, they're kind of cute. I I like their friendship. This episode made me love their friendship. Like. I know we talk a lot about on um the when we're talking about the vampire diaries about the lack of like friendships, you know, yeah. or like showing our friendships. These two, they're really showcasing their friendship. They're really there for each other this episode. And it just it's just so like sweet, you know, of a friendship. They're really just looking out for one another. And they're like really, really, really good friends, you know. I just yeah. I love them. And the way the way that like she's like I'm going to kill Klaus and you can see Josh has that moment where like he knows that if Klaus dies he will die as well. Right. He sees that and he has like this like moment and like I have to give props to um, Stephen Kruger who plays Josh. Uh huh great like acting between the lines here because she like says that he's gonna kill she's gonna kill klaus and he's like okay yeah okay um and he he like he like starts out to say like oh but if you kill klaus and you know he like he's like that's fine i think he he's like willing to give himself for her revenge and i think that's so he's like and i think the thing that's so endearing about it is he's about to tell her and then he stops yeah and he's like actually let let me let you like you have this one you deserve it you know he's like you've had a rough fucking life you deserve this right and it's like that is what i mean that scene but i think also a lot of other scenes this episode really made me learn to like i mean just like fall in love with their friendship like, even, like, when Davina realized that the witches were doing magic to try to find her, 
and um she was like um Josh gave her the keys or whatever to like sneak out. I don't remember exactly what they, where they were going. But yeah. But she's like but we can't leave you behind. And he's like just just go without me. You know like even that small interaction or her like saying, "Oh, once like this is all over, I'm going to find a spell to get you like a daylight ring." Like those small things are just like, "Oh, they're, they're yeah. like they're like really looking out for one another and they're like really care for one another and it's not like i feel like especially on the originals there's a lot of like fake relationships going on a lot of two-facing is going on but like mm-hmm. they're the one relationship so far that i've seen that's been genuine genuine true and true they're like very loyal to one another they're very like looking out for one another it's not a and one-sided thing like- at all I think the thing that gets me the most about them is, like, there's genuinely no reason for them to be that loyal to each other except for the fact that they're just friends. Right. Like, you don't need to, like, have some intense, like, life-saving, like, bond of brotherhood or what the fuck ever. Like, they love each other because they are friends. Right. They just decided to be friends and then they're, like... And I think what what makes it oh so great is that they're both, like, so, like... I mean, Josh is not that young, but he, like, in comparison to... He's not old. I think they said he was maybe, like, 19 or 20 when he got turned into a vampire. But, like, in comparison to, like, everyone else on that show, yeah, he's young, right? They're both so They're both so, like, young and, like, innocent in a way that I think that's what makes their friendship really, like, work because they both are being thrust into this world of like high stakes betrayal um like very 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 dramatic stuff at such a young age and you know they're, they're kind like, of we're leaning gonna stick together right they're leaning we're on each other all. for support and like i think that's something that just makes it so such a beautiful friendship because they're yeah. both in this space that's like not necessarily good for children to be in or you know just yeah. not a child but like you know what i mean um it's not a good place for like people to be in but like you know they're just there for each other they're they're, they're innocent little beings trying to help each other out i think that's wonderful this like yeah this is not an environment where besties thrive but they have made it into an environment right. where besties thrive right yeah i just love them so sweet. I love them. I just think they're so... Oh. I totally... Like, he lets her go to um, to kill Klaus, and then Rebecca comes up to him, and he's like... She's, like, awfully sweet, not telling her that, like, if Klaus dies, you'll die. And it's just like, let him have this! <laughs> let, let them have this moment! <laughs> so, Davina heads to the compound, and she goes to where Klaus, Elijah, and Marcel are waiting with Tim she's she basically kicks their asses yeah (laughs) she kicks their asses she's like you're she's like to klaus she's like you're an animal let's see what they really are let let them see what you really are and she like makes him turn into a werewolf and then snaps his neck she's so badass this in this scene and she has such good like you know on her way over here she was like all right fuck i'm gonna make him turn into a werewolf gotta write that down real quick 
And then what do I do for Elijah? Oh, right. I'm going to make him choke on a thousand years of innocent blood. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, and she I think- basically, she makes Elijah regurgitate all of the blood he's drank. And she's like, you say you're the noble one, but you're a killer just like him. And then he chokes on blood. Oh, it's like God. the lines, this, this scene and the, the lines in the scene, killer. And then what really just, like, sends it home is Danielle's delivery. Like, she dominated this scene. She, like, did such a good job. And against three actors who we've all hailed as really, really good powerhouse actors on this show. Yeah. Like, against Joseph Morgan and Daniel Gillies and Charles Michael Davis? Like, damn. At 16! (laughs) Like we we have actors in this show, actors. Okay, she was doing so much here, actually. And I was like, "Wow, wow, 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 wow! You're such like a good actress." This episode, I think, this really like solidified for me. Like, they made the right casting choice for this role. Oh yeah, this episode. For both better and worse, in this episode, every single line is delivered with a lot of sincerity. Yeah. And a lot of heart behind it. And that's both a good and bad thing. Yeah. In this scene, it is very much a good thing. In some of the other feminism scenes, it's very much a bad thing. Right. But in this scene, oh. It's so good. It's so good. Girl. Girl. Oh, my God. I. This fucking this show and then to to marcel she's like you handed me over like some trophy maybe i should boil you in bronze and she is gonna like i think she's gonna make him into a statue straight up yeah (laughs) which is so hardcore and then she's like and then marcel gets stabbed in the back by Rebecca. I love that moment. I love that moment. I was like, yeah, Rebecca, you go do that. You go stab him in the back. Like how he stabbed you in the back. Fuck yes. Uh, Exactly. So Rebecca shows up and she's like, why don't we girls have a chat? (laughs) So she takes, so Rebecca takes Josh, Tim, and Davina down to see Marcel's garden. Um, Even his, um, former best friend Thierry who is still sitting there in misery and Tim takes like a swig of water that he got from somewhere uh, and he offers it to Davina and he she takes a drink and then he collapses to me this scene reminded me of like oh are they supposed to be Romeo and Julietting it up in here or something I think that was kind of the implication like especially with the with the the garden you know, oh, with the Adam garden, and with Eve the poison, moment. with the way that one of them wakes up. Adam and it felt like a very like Adam and Eve moment as well. I was like, okay, we get it, you guys, we get it. No need to, no need to say it any uh any stronger. We got it. <laughs> we got it. We understand this. Tim and Davina are, b- are both dying. Whoop de doop. Oh no. Um. <laughs> oh darn. 
Haley is snooping through Elijah's old diary and we get some very like dramatic things about like Celeste, how she isn't, he is entranced by her, how she is wonderful. And then it hard cuts like she is dead, which I think is so dramatic and I love it. <laughs> um, Haley points Sophie in the right direction and then Sophie uses some magic in a fun way to like narrow down the exact spot. She like prays and then... Celeste magic reaches out to her and she finds the right spot to start digging, baby. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's digging up Celeste while all of this is happening. Right. Great. Good. Having a great time. Marcel, Elijah, and Klaus all wake up to see that Davina's gone. Rebecca calls Klaus to, uh, trying to like find like what the cure is for the poison since vampire blood isn't working. And... Klaus refuses to tell her. He says basically like that particular poison is like too potent. It like gets counteracted by vampire blood, which is like a weird. They don't explain that ever. Really? They don't really. They. I have to imagine it's it's there's something in the way the poison works that makes it too widespread for vampire blood to heal, I guess. But they don't ever explain this exact situation. Oh, that's annoying loophole i guess well because they do have some stuff that they reveal later on in the vampire diaries that makes it kind of make sense that vampire blood can't heal everything uh-huh. um, so it kind of makes sense it's <laughs> shrug but klaus is like no i'm not gonna tell you how to heal her goodbye she's dead one less thing off my plate great uh, then Marcel reveals his secret alliance with Elijah. Sabine had apparently cast a protection spell around herself before facing Davina, so she was alive when Marcel found all of them at the church. Marcel offered to spare her life if she put the same protective spell over Davina so she'll survive a at least one of Klaus's schemes. Mm-hmm. The mechanism the, me- the machinations of this are all so wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's all very like everything makes sense and it's there for a reason except for the vampire blood as of this moment. Yeah, but like I said, you'll know once we get further into TVD yeah. that the- there's a reason why that didn't work. It's a whole thing. I just don't want to spoil it for you in particular. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Or our listeners. Mm-hmm. Some of whom are listening to this and not watching The Vampire Diaries, which I think is a wild way to listen to this podcast but i <laughs> applaud you so much for it seriously <laughs> um <laughs> in my friend group some of them like text me and they're like what does x character look like like what does damon look like and i have to like <laughs> look up a picture of fucking ian somerhalder to send to them so they know what this motherfucker looks like because all <laughs> they do is listen to our podcast <laughs> i love that which I think is very funny. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> so Davina wakes up and she's alive. Congrats. Tim, however, is dead. Oh, no. Which oh, no. does feel very Romeo and Juliet. Like, she wakes up, he doesn't. Yeah. They're like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Now we're not going to let Davina have another romance for the next three seasons. Oh, okay. Eh, she'll get another one eventually. 
she'll get a really good one eventually. So like, it's hold, okay. Hold out. Okay. Hold Got out. It. Hold out hope. You know. You gotta have faith or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Um. Let's see. Rebecca carries a sleeping Davina back up to the compound, but Marcel offers to take her up to her room. Um, and I, there's this great moment where um, Marcel takes Davina up to her room and then Elijah looks at Klaus and walks away and silently. And then Rebecca looks at Klaus and walks away silently. And he just crosses his arm like a petulant little child. <laughs> Did you notice that moment? He did like... They always dress him in, like, these long sleeve shirts that have, like, a little bit too long sleeve. So he always has, like, a little bit of extra, like, stuff on his hands to make him really, like... I think that's a very deliberate choice to make him feel like a brooding child and, like, a, a petulant toddler. Uh-huh. But, like, he does this very little, like... I'm going to show it to you, Jordan. He does, like, this. Uh-huh. He's very much, like, well, my plan didn't work and now I'm angry. <laughs> um... He very much, like, does that, you know? That makes such, that makes so much sense for Klaus to do. Because he is a petulant little baby, you know? He is. He's a petulant child. And I really like that choice of having them all look at him and then just walk away and not talk to him. Mm -hmm. Because, like, sometimes you just need to, like, Sometimes you just need to like shame, you know, like shame works. Yeah, it's 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 a good way to um, get people to really know how you're feeling. Shame works. So, um, let's see. Uh. What happens then? Okay, so in uh, Davina's room, Marcel is up there and then Elijah pokes his head in. Marcel tells Elijah that he's scared Davina will never trust him again. Um, And Elijah has this, like, really good line that I really like. Like, you can't... You must never surrender the fight to reclaim that trust. Which I think is a really raw Elijah line. Yeah, that's, like, really telling of who Elijah is. Yeah, and it really plays into, like, his whole, like, I never give up on my brother, period. Right. End of story, right? Right. And I think it's really, really good that, I don't know, I really like that moment of, like, you can never surrender that fight. You have to reclaim her trust. And I think he's also telling it to, like, Marcel as, like, an older brother figure, because, like, he's the older brother to Klaus and to Rebecca. He's not the oldest brother, but he is their oldest, you know, like, living, air quotes, brother, right? Yeah, right. So, I love that he's, like, from one older brother to another, you have to try. And then this is the beginning of uh, Rebecca's really corny voiceover. <laughs> I love this voiceover. So it, she's like, you know, it was said 
it is said that this is a man's world, and sometimes it is. For every casket girl that was saved, countless others were not. But women are more resilient than given credit for. And Elijah, like, grabs, he, like, looks at some of Davina's drawings, and he's like, what the fuck are these? And he's like, you know, Marcella's like, I don't know, actually. She said that these ones are fucking evil. <laughs> um, and then Rebecca's voiceover, like, kicks in again. And she's like, and some women, well, let's just say their oppressors have better watch out. And then Cammy runs into Klaus on the street of the French Quarter. And she's like, oh, surprise! are you surprised to see me? You did compel me to leave town after all. um and kimmy has like again this very like girl bossy statement and she's like klaus if you hurt davina or josh in any way i'll expose you to the world and then you can kiss the french quarter goodbye forever have a nice night and she just like brushes past klaus and like (laughs) shoulder checks him on her way by and i'm like yes i think hear me out yeah rebecca's voiceover sounds like the beginning of a high school essay it really does that's like who's just trying to get their word count in and trying to make a big deal out of nothing (laughs) that's what it feels like she this very much reads like i'm trying to write an essay to get into a feminist college right hopefully it works out I hope this works out for you, bestie. <laughs> like, it just makes the entire episode feel so much bigger than it actually is. Yeah. Like, it's very. It wasn't It wasn't doing that much, you guys. Come on. Take it down a notch. This wasn't giving, this wasn't giving what you thought it was giving. Exactly. I just want like, you all to know that. Like, come on, you guys. Let's tone it down a little bit. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed. This is like if you, this is like if you brought like a friend around another friend, who like thinks they're like intellectually superior to everyone else. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, they're like, let me spit some words on all of you, and then everyone's just looking around like, you guys, we were just talking about like what to get for lunch today. How does this turn into a discussion about feminism? Yeah, literally, like, I just wanted to know if you wanted to go to Taco Bell. Like, that's all I cared about, bro. Like, how did we get here? How did we get here? So it's revealed that Rebecca has been talking to Thierry in all the voiceovers. (laughs) And Thierry is just in the wall like, okay, men suck. What do you want me to do about it? And I'm like, so true. Men do suck. And she's like, well, actually, I'm recruiting you for my evil plan. I have somebody on the inside, somebody that she won't, they won't see coming. And then she thinks of Davina, who is now like her new BFF. Yeah, they're they're so close right now. I actually kind of do like this team up. It feels like. Out of all of them, out of everybody in New Orleans, I think Rebecca is most likely to treat Davina fairly because she remembers what it's like to be a teenage girl. I think especially because of her past with her brother, Klaus, mm-hmm. um, and being like, I don't know, Klaus has just done so much horrible shit, shit to, to Rebecca. <laughs> like, she's the perfect ally 
for Davina, but also I feel like she can take on like a very much like an older sister role. Yeah. For Davina, which I think could be really sweet and cute. You know what I mean? Like they just they could have that type of dynamic. And I, I, I think if they do, I would really like that, you know? Someone that Rebecca's trying to, you know, look over and help out, especially because she knows what that what what that's like. Yeah. And and that's where I think that's why I I was like, why are you guys acting so like big and trying to be intellectual about all this type of stuff? Because like, there's no need for you guys to like do it this way, you know? <laughs> like, if you really think about it, Rebecca has been treated like so so horribly by the men in her life, but like. I guess in, like, this case, it's not as big of a deal as other things, right? So, like, the, like, message didn't fit, like, what was actually going on in the episode. Yeah. But, like, if like, Rebecca didn't do a whole lot this episode. I mean, like, right. she did some stuff, but, like, she didn't cause all the problems this episode, you know? Like, if this was playing over, like this voiceover was playing over one of those episodes where Klaus was like being a like a fucking horrible human being to Rebecca like that time when he said uh he would like stab he would he would stab her with the knife again if she didn't listen to him or whatever you know like any of those other moments I'd be like yeah. okay yeah let's go Rebecca but Let's like, go feminism. Let's go, ladies. Exactly. <laughs> but all that happened in this episode is that Rebecca just feels betrayed by Marcel because he decided to team up with Klaus. And then she starts to lay the groundwork for the ladies' alliance. Right. That's so, it. Like, I need more if you're going to be doing all this. Like, like I'm not saying that Rebecca doesn't deserve an episode like this. I'm just saying you got to do more for me to, like, be there with her 100%. Yeah, like... This can't be your first and only Rebecca episode this season and have it also be the feminism episode. You right, know? right. I need like, more. Come on. Come on, you guys. I need more. Like, I need badassery to be happening right now. The last scene this episode is so fun. So, um, Elijah has in the bar, he has uh, in like, I think it's like a bar, like sitting room in the compound. I don't know. They got so many fucking rooms in here. <laughs> <laughs> The transcript says they're in the compound, so they're in the compound still. I just don't fucking know where. Um, he is in the bar room trying to piece together all of Davina's like evil artwork, and he's like trying to piece it together. He's like, you know, I fear that I wonder if they represent some kind of premonition. Like they seem to suggest something is coming, something sinister, and then. There's a little bit like he like shuffles things around a little bit and chats with Haley. And then they all recognize or they both take a moment and they recognize uh, that it is Celeste, Elijah's former lover. Uh, and Haley's like, oh, my God, is that? And then it cuts to the woods where Sophie is finishing digging up Celeste's grave. Right. And she like <laughs> she like uncovers Celeste's grave. And so and Sophie smiles and she's like, hello, Celeste. And I think that is such a fun cut. Yeah. That is such a fun, like, oh my God, is that? And then it's like, hello, Celeste. Ah! And then they end the episode there. That's it. It's, 
it really gets you like, oh my gosh, I need to watch the next episode. Like, what the fuck is going to happen? Um, yeah, very much so. And then I feel like th- th- I really love that cut. And I also really love the one where um, earlier Rebecca was talking about how she has someone on the inside. And then it cuts to uh, to um, Marcel Davina leaving the room. Her eyes. And yeah. Marcel, like he, he closes the door and then Davina opens her eyes immediately. I'm like, that's so fun. I love that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Great ending to this episode. Great ending. Such a good ending. Super excited to watch the next one and see what happens. Like, I, I want to watch it right now because I'm like, what the hell is going to happen? That's it for this episode. <laughs> That's the feminism episode. Boys, we did it. We did the feminism episode, everybody. The, Can we, we get did. a round of applause for feminism? We did Yay. all the feminism, y'all. We did it. We solved feminism. <laughs> <laughs> no more problems for women ever, you guys. We did it. We're good. We solved it. We solved it. <laughs> Let's pack it up, boys. Let's pack it up. Pack it up and go home, ladies. We've solved feminism. <laughs> That's what the writers said at the end of their the, the writing really? the script. They really did. They showed us that reveal of Celeste and they're like, we've done it. We've done a feminism. We we did it, y'all. Let's go we home. Did feminism. Um, <laughs> that's it for this episode, Jordan. What do you rank this episode? Okay, here's on the a scale thing. of one girl bosses to ten. One to ten girl bosses. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, you guys. For the last yeah. couple of episodes, wasn't feeling it super hard. Something was missing. Yeah. And was that t- something that was missing feminism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I think what what really made this episode really good is that I think it felt really cohesive. There were there it were did. it really it really worked well together. There weren't like multiple plots going on that had nothing to do with one another. They were like all pretty much on the same page and all interconnected very well taught and tell story no matter how cringe rebecca's voiceover was okay so like i think especially for the goofs of rebecca's voiceover i'm gonna give it a 9.5 you guys 9.5 like i don't know if it's a 10 for me but it's definitely high up there okay I really, I think this is also, I'm also judging this against my reaction to, like, p- the past, like, two, three episodes. I, ha- I haven't really been feeling it. This one, I really yeah. felt it. hmm Yeah. I I understand where you're coming from. I think I'm I'm there with you, actually. Yeah. I think I'm there with you in that feminism Save makes this, this a 9.5, yeah. but it's not, like, a full 10. Yeah. Feminism saved this episode, you guys. Feminism so saved this episode. Like, think about all the good things feminism has done for this episode. Wow. Wow. We should really wow. be uplifting feminism even more now, you guys. Like, Is come the on. MVP of this episode feminism? Wait. That's my real question. Is the MVP Wait. of this episode feminism? Like, maybe feminism won after all? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe feminism did its thing that it had to do. You know, she did her thing. Is the MVP of this episode feminism the concept? Yeah, 
But I'm not Rebecca the first feminist. Can we do both? Like feminism colon Rebecca the first the original feminist? I'm gonna do feminism slash Rebecca and we'll just say that we have two yeah. two MVPs this episode. Yeah. One of them is Rebecca and the other one is the concept of feminism. Yeah, you guys. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe feminism saved the Vampire Diaries universe. Feminism will save us all, you guys. So don't forget about her, even when we're not talking about her on uh, this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Don't forget about feminism. Keep her in her thoughts. She's really struggling right now. I heard a lot of people are looking down on her. But let's not forget about feminism. First First and foremost, feminism. Okay. The girl bossification of this episode. Girl bossification is is among us, actually. The yassification of Rebecca Michelson. Oh my god. Is that going to be the title of this episode? <laughs> the I know we already have a title of this episode, but can that be the episode <laughs> title of this episode too? But, yeah, we could do it. That could be. Wait, that I feel like that would work good as like a as a as a as a sequel to the girl bossification of Elena Gilbert. We need to add like some colon blah blah blah. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So let's do the the yassification of Rebecca Michelson. <laughs> yeah, and then colon something like electric boogaloo, something like that. You know what I mean? They're in the si- yeah, we need to make it clear that they're in the same cinematic universe. Yeah, I see what you mean. They're in the same realm. They're in like they're like they're part of the same universe. Like this is lore we're building for you guys. Okay, very important after my podcast lore. It's so important, you guys. You guys have no idea how important the lore is. Like for this we podcast. we are we are you you guys know the girl group Luna. We're doing what Luna does. Okay, have you seen the Luna lore chart? By the way. I have not seen the chart, but I have heard. Let I've me, heard whispers on the wind. Let me of let how me buck wild. Let me show Luna you this chart. Is. Like I, I haven't digested this. I don't know what any of this needs, means. All I know is that I looked it up to show a friend because I was trying to explain to her what Luna was, um, like what the Luna verse was because she wasn't understanding me, and I was like, "It's lore, like you know, lore." And then it's I pulled up this their, photo. Um, I pulled up this photo and then I was like, oh, this is way more complicated than I thought it was. Let me let me share that in the group chat. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the put it in the podcast group chat just to confuse Brian. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Because they do like, oh my god, yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so like like we're building lore. Like, you know like how Luna builds lore? We're we're building lore, you guys. I think our lore is less confusing. Yeah, no, most definitely. But like Luna's just like a reference. That's what I was gonna say. Someone make an after party lore chart like Luna. Let's get it going, you guys. Let's get it oh going. Let's do it. Oh my god. Lore chart. Starting now. Lore chart. <laughs> Let's get it going. And then and then if you make that, what if we made that into merch, you guys? I'll I'll pay I'll pay you. I'll pay you to make uh, to make that and then make it into merch. I will pay you. We'll make it into merch. All right. We'll make a poster, but it's after bite lore. Yeah, exactly. 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 Come on, you guys. That's it for this episode of Afterbite. Tune in next week for us 
for when we talk about season five, episode ten of the Vampire Diaries, my least favorite Vampire Diaries oh. episode title, Fifty Shades of Grayson. Oh, oh, oh no. Why? An incredibly unfortunate episode title. The oh, worst, I no. think, actually. Why? Why, you guys? Why? Come on! I don't know. What's wrong with you guys? You know how sometimes bad things happen just because? Yeah. I think, unfortunately, this is one of those times. <sighs> uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at AfterbitePod or uh, check out us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash AfterBite for bonus stuff. Um, our Carmilla video went up, right? Or will be up by the time this episode goes live. Yeah. Um, we do weekly we do monthly live streams you get episodes a whole day early Mm -hmm. you get all sorts of fun stuff you get discounts on merch which we have more of coming out soon cough 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 that's it y'all thanks for joining us we'll be back next week like i said for 50 shades of grayson until next time we don't have any sort of outro anymore so just god go get vaccinated go and get other fucking oh, booster shots wait can i really quickly can i say vaccines are so effective you guys i just looked